Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Man, what a news week uh, coming up. Yeah. Listen, folks, ladies, gents, we are stacked. Whoa. Stacked today. I got sound. I got cuts. It's going to be, I don't usually do a lot of sound during my show because, uh, you know, I, I just like to talk a lot, I guess. But uh, we have a lot of sound for you today. Some really, really good stuff. Bombshell. Bombshell interview with Devin Nunes this weekend by Maria Bartiromo. Great job from Fox Business. Yeah, Maria. Yeah, Maria. Man, this interview has so many nuggets in it. So I'm going to break it down for you. And I also want to play, I hate doing this, but I also want to play some uh, some. Audio and video, well, audio in this case, only an audio show, of me debating Felipe Reines, a Clinton bootlicker who could not answer a simple question. A simple, quite good answer, a simple question. This is his prices. I know, I hate it. It's my show. Playing your own audio is always kind of weird and dopey, but this is a good one, I promise. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at WaxRx. We love our sponsors. They're so great for the show. WaxRx. We had this problem when I was in the Secret Service, folks. Earwax builds up in your ears. You got that ear thing in, the squiggly earpiece all the time, and you can't hear a darn thing. When your ears aren't clean, they can get really uncomfortable. They itch. They're painful. get plugged up, making it harder to hear. I had that problem. Many people use cotton swabs, candling, or drugstore remedies to clean their ears, but they don't really do the job. They can even be dangerous. Now you can get a real solution for stubborn earwax. The Wax RX earwash system is doctor-developed and works safely when other products fail. The Wax RX system is the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. Save yourself a trip to the doctor. You can get the WaxRx system. Do it from your house. WaxRx comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. The doctor-developed WaxRx system uses special wax-softening drops to break down earwax inside the ear. It has a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush wax away. Finally, the pH-conditioned formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. Here's the website. Visit GoWaxRx.com. That's GoWaxRx.com to order your reusable earwash system today. GoWaxRx.com. Offer code DAN for free shipping right to your door. This thing's great. My wife loves it. Go check it out. GoWaxRx.com. Promo code DAN. Okay. I had to put my notes here. Now we know. Now we know why the FBI, not a knock on the agents, but a knock on the management that decided to engage in a spying operation against the Trump team. Uh, now we know why they were hiding the EC. What's the EC? Mm. If you listen to the show last week, the EC is the electronic communication. In other words, folks, there is a document in the FBI they call an EC that would be an electronic file of basically why they started an investigation. So just to sum that up, if I was starting a counterintelligence investigation against Joe Armacost because I thought he was guilty of terrorist-like felonious mopery, there would be a record of why the information that started that investigation in this EC. The EC for the investigation into Donald Trump has been a source of severe consternation for the FBI. They do not want to give this thing up. Well, they finally did. And Devin Nunes, the Republican congressman who has been ferociously, thank God for Devin Nunes, looking into this investigation, this spying operation at the Trump, saw it. Ladies and gentlemen, he gave an interview this weekend to Maria Bartiromo that if you have ever seen an interview 
uh, that was just mind-blowing. This was it. I watched it live. I watched it uh, again online. I watched it probably four or five times and cut it up into pieces. For I sent it to Joe this weekend. I rarely do that. I said, brother, we need this for Monday morning. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, just to set this up, Nunes, Nunes comes on to talk about the EC and what he saw. In other words, why the government was spying on Trump. Now, folks, if you're listening to this, you're thinking that this EC... This document, in other words, why we were spying on the Trump team is going to be filled with explosive intelligence, right? Yeah. I mean, Joe, is anything I'm saying no. controversial, right? Yeah. You're cool. If I'm spying on you, Joe, and you were running for president, mm-hmm. later elected president, mm-hmm. and there's a document out there that lays out why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. common sense would dictate that there are going to be bullet points in here, Joe, that are going to be like, I saw Joe Armacost meeting with a Russian spy. Oh, I yeah. saw them exchanging money. Yep. I have evidence of bank accounts that have been open. I have evidence that the Hillary Clinton emails that were stolen uh, were stolen by the Russians and they were given to the Trump team. I have all of this. Nail me to the wall. You got it. Nail that sucker to, to everybody. So why were they hiding it? Okay. Play cut one. The counterintelligence investigation uses the tools of our intelligence services that are not supposed to be used on American citizens. So we've long wanted to know, well, what intelligence did you have uh, that actually led to this investigation? So what we found now, after the investigators had reviewed it, is that, in fact, there was no intelligence. So we have a traditional, we have a traditional partnership with what's called the Five Eyes Agreement. Five Eyes Agreement involves our friends in Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, Canada, and of course us. So long time process and procedures in place where we move intelligence across. We are not supposed to spy on each other's citizens. Uh, and it's worked well and it continues to work well. And we know it's working well because there was no intelligence that passed from Five Eyes through the Five Eyes channels to our government. And that's why we had to see that original communication. So now we're trying to figure out, as you know, uh, we are investigating the State Department. Uh, We think there's some major irregularities at the State Department. And we're trying to figure out how it is that this information about Mr. Papadopoulos, of all people, uh, who was supposedly meeting with some folks in London, uh, how that uh, made it over across into the FBI's hands. We know a little bit about that because of what some of the State Department officials themselves have said about that. So we were glad to get this behind us, but now, of course, as we peel another piece back, it leaves more unanswered questions, which we're trying to get to the bottom of. Wait, what? Do you you understand what you just heard? I I did Fox and Friends this morning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time about this specific hit. And I beg the audience, if there's one thing you need to watch today, it's this interview. By the way, I have more. That's just the, here's what's crazy, Joe. That's yeah. just the beginning. Even yeah. Joe sent me back an email and goes, man, this is good audio. Yeah. Now, the link to that entire interview will be at my website, Bongino.com, and in the show notes today. If you subscribe to my email list, which I humbly implore you to do, I will email it to you. I think it's the second story down. It's a Fox Business link. I encourage you to watch the whole thing, although I do have more. I took some, here's some notes on this that one answer there were some nuclear explosions in there number one he talks about I, this is the biggest one that he saw the document that started the investigation of the trump and it was no intelligence none 
wait, what? So let me get this straight here. Now, folks, let me be crystal clear. You can be a liberal listening to this, and I know we have liberal listeners. Our buddy Richard, who will email me a nasty email today, I'm sure he does usually twice a week. Always appreciate it. Lightens up my day. Make no mistake. If you think Nunes is lying, you're out of your mind. Because, Joe, once this EC is released, Nunes would be making a fool of himself if what he's telling you is in this document that started the Trump case isn't there. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> this yeah. is not a partisan document. This is not a political document. This is an FBI document about an investigation that was started. This is not open to interpretation. I have no reason to believe whatsoever Nunes is even remotely misleading us. I acknowledge he's a Republican. So am I. But if your take on this is going to be he's making this up, you are going to be sorely disappointed. First, he says there was no intelligence in there. Wait, come again? So they started an investigation into the Trump team. They documented their reasons. And in those reasons, there's no formal declarations of negative intelligence whatsoever. Then he mentioned something else. And if you're a regular listener to the show, none of this will be surprising to you. As I've said to you over and over and over again, the biggest bombshell in this entire case is the fact that people in the United Kingdom, we have yet to find out how exactly people in the United Kingdom passed information on to intelligence sources in the United States about Donald Trump. He mentions this. He talks about the Five Eyes Channel. Folks, the Five Eyes Channel is a, a, a group of cooperating nations, New Zealand, New Zealand, excuse me, Australia, the United Kingdom, that supply that we have a, we have we exchange intel amongst those countries because they're friendlies. But he says in the interview that we have a process and procedure in place to exchange that information. He's very cryptically saying a few things here, folks. He then says, we also have an agreement not to spy on each other's citizens. Huh? Why would he say that? Why would he say that after talking about process and procedure? Maybe because someone in one of these Five Ikes countries did spy on one of our citizens? That citizen being a member of the Donald Trump team? Possibly Trump himself? Now, he says something else. He says that these uh, there is no evidence that these Five Eyes channels passed information to the government. While he also mentions that there's a prohibition on these citizens, on, on these governments spying on our citizens. Why would he say that? Well, because of what he says next, I think it's obvious. He brings up the State Department. Let me tie that all in together for you. Because it'd be unfair because I've been researching this forever for the book. So I kind of know what he was saying. What he's saying here and hinting around to is that State Department people with contacts to Hillary Clinton. I'll get to the next story. You'll, you'll start to see how this comes together next. Listen to me here. State Department people with contacts to Hillary Clinton were running a diplomatic spying operation, not an intelligence one, likely through diplomatic channels against the Trump team. Think about what I just told you. Our intelligence agencies, the 17 agencies that comprise the intelligence community, everything from the DEA to the CIA to the NSA to military intel branches, 
they are responsible for the gathering of intelligence to assist their president in decision making. Our president's decision making, Barack Obama at the time, was not being run by formal process and procedure and intelligence channels we have set up, as Nunez spoke about, through our formal intelligence procedure. But he hints that the intelligence may have been run through diplomatic channels at the State Department. These are not intelligence officers. These are not law enforcement officers. These are bureaucrats and political appointees who were running a spying operation against the Trump team. Are you digesting this right now? Do you you see what he was hinting at here? That the Papadopoulos information, Papadopoulos meets in a London bar with this Australian diplomat downer. And I have another great piece from the Daily Caller about that at the show notes. I hope I can get to that too, with some more mind-boggling information. Nunes is alluding to the fact that the spying operation on Trump may have been a bureaucratic and political one, not an intelligence one. Now, they were using intelligence tools. Brennan was pushing this at, uh, at, uh, up at the Hill. They pushed the FBI to open an investigation, but it was a political one. It was a political one. Do you understand the bomb he just dropped on the weekend news? This should be on the front page of every newspaper in America. Chairman, House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, Devin Nunes, says spying operation on Trump was political. (laughs) Or at least insinuates it. Folks, it gets worse. Mr. Chairman, you've got to explain what you just said. I think this is extraordinary that you're telling us that in order for the FBI, the Department of Justice to launch an investigation into so-called collusion between President Trump and the Russians, there was no official intelligence used. Then how how did this investigation start? I don't understand, sir. Please explain. Well, well, I think that's that is the point. Uh, we we don't understand. We've never understood uh, because, you know, we have we have access to these finished intelligence products and we've never seen one. We had never. So we thought, well, maybe there was one that went through a different channel that was kept really quiet, that was secret, that was kept from the Congress and and other folks. Well, in fact, after our investigators reviewed this, that's that is not what happened. There was there was no. Uh, Five Eyes intelligence product, as, as it's been reported, uh, there was no product. And I think that's a major problem because we have to have trust with our, with our partners, with our allies. We have to make sure that our agencies talk and they work out problems. We have to make sure that they don't spy on, on either American citizens or that we're not spying on British citizens. Uh, these are all things that have been, been around for decades. So, and this is even more critical. Let's just, let's just at the highest level, what, what is this? What is this about? This was about a counterintelligence investigation that was at the, at the height of a political campaign where you opened up an investigation using these, these intelligence services to spy on the other campaign. It's, it's really serious stuff. <laughs> this, is the, this is the most incredible interview I've ever seen. Did you see Bartiromo? Well, did you hear her response? Bartiromo's response to what the initial question and answer uh, portion of that interview is she's astonished at what she's hearing. Yeah. 
So basically, she's like, what you're telling me is I, I'm taking notes as we go along, even though I've heard this now four times, because I hear new nuggets in this every single time. Part of Romo's response is one of utter shock and astonishment. So, Mr. Chairman, what you're telling me is there was no official intelligence. Notice the word official, official, underline it in your head 10 times. Mm-hmm. There was no official intelligence used to start this investigation into the Trump team. No, he said, no, there wasn't. They have the document. Now you see why, Joe, now you see why the FBI was hiding this. Why isn't this the first the breaking story on every single news show across America right now? Now, if you've been listening to the show since 628, because we've had excellent sourcing on this, you already know all this. But now you can confirm it, take it to the bank and cash that damn check. Cash it. Cash that check, baby. This thing was started with no official intelligence. Notice what he says again. You have to be able to translate this from, it's not a knock on Nunes, he has to be delicate, but from politician to normal talk. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's not a knock on Nunes. He has to be delicate here or else the Democrats are going to destroy him for being political and, and you know, which they're going to do anyway, but for not being like an investigator and using the Joe Friday approach. He then says, hey, we have to have trust in our foreign counterparts that they're not going to spy on our citizens remember what i told you from portion number one of this the umbrella thirty thousand foot takeaway so you all understand what i firmly and strongly believe nunez nunez was answering i keep saying his name wrong nunez was answering in that first question is a question about who spied on the trump team and how did it start this was a political operation that was initiated through the State Department. That is why, Joseph, there are no formal channels, formal information. In other words, folks, mm-hmm. if this was an intelligence operation, let's walk through how a, for a second how a Five yeah. Eyes operation would yeah. start normally cool. and how this deviated from that path. Yeah. If Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, these cooperators in this Five Eyes agreement, if someone in the UK finds out that they've they've intercepted a, a phone call from some country that talks about an explosion in the United States, there are already pre-established connections. I, I want to be delicate. I don't want to give up too much information yeah. at U.S. facilities where, Joe, it's almost the equivalent of someone can just write it down on a post-it and go, hey, um. Hey, Joe, uh, you know, and this is UK, the UK intelligence guy can just go, hey, Joe, look at this post-it. Here's what we've got. That is not the case with other countries. We can share intelligence. Don't get me wrong. But the the process that Nunes talks about Mm -hmm. is not in many cases as as friendly and pre-established and 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 is less it's less bureaucratic than it is with the five eyes. That makes sense, Joe. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a dude can like walk next door and go, hey, I'm your UK counterpart. Here's what we got. Yeah. There's it, but there is clearly a process and procedure. Nunes refers to it. There would be a record, in right. other words, in a normal case of, hey, the UK gave us information about Joey Bag of Donuts. This guy's super dangerous. What Nunes is saying is this FBI document that started this entire investigation, there's no record of any of that. But he says that while bringing up multiple times, Joe. 
the fact that, hey, you know, we really shouldn't be spying on other countries' citizens. Why does he keep saying that? Hmm. Because this was not a formal intelligence operation, the traditional way this thing started. It was a political operation being run through the State Department. Bureaucrats, not intel people, not law enforcement, none of it. What else did he say? He says, hey, we have to trust these intelligence services overseas. We have to trust them that they're not spying on our citizens. Why do you think he would say that? Do you understand the scandal this guy's exposing right now? How bureaucratic channels... Now, keep. I want to be clear on this, too. I'm not suggesting to you that intelligence services were not involved in this, both overseas and here. I'm simply suggesting to you that the information they gathered, Joe, was not passed through official channels. Mm-hmm. It was passed through bureaucratic channels. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want to spy on Joe. Joe's running for president. Mm-hmm. I'm running against Joe. My buddy is the president right now. Mm-hmm. I co-opt the intelligence services to work with foreign intelligence. I can't let people know I'm using foreign intelligence to spy on Joe. So what do I do? I hide the information and launder it through bureaucratic and political channels, not intelligence channels, so there's no record of it. That's what he's saying. Shame on you. Oh, my gosh. You ain't kidding. This is why they're in a panic right now. This is why Adam Schiff is losing his mind. Adam Schiff responded, this is another attack on the FBI and all that. This is nothing to do. They're trying to discredit the investigation. The investigation discredited itself. Schiff is in a panic because he knows everything. Adam Schiff, hack police state tyrant, Democrat hack, is losing his mind this weekend over this because he knows everything he's been saying for months about Russian collusion. Collusion is really an operation the Democrats were running through bureaucratic channels to spy on innocent American citizens. He is now in the desperation phase of this to try and rescue this thing. By the way, that's what's the genesis of the lawsuit, too. The Democrats filed, the the DNC filed a lawsuit against the Trump team for colluding with the Russians. Listen, make no mistake. I I didn't even mention it on Friday because we had so much going on. The lawsuit is nothing but a smokescreen to distract you from the fact that the house of cards is all coming down. Andy McCabe's looking at potential prosecution and number two in the FBI for his role in this. John Brennan, his role's getting smoked out. Clapper's role's getting smoked out, ironically, by the Comey memos. Comey's story's falling apart. It's all coming down. The EC document shows no evidence of official intelligence channels used to start an official intelligence investigation. Maybe that's the best way to sum it up, Joe. Yeah, yeah I like that. Does that make yeah. sense so uh-huh. far? Yep. No formal intelligence channels were used to start a formal intelligence investigation against Donald Trump. So what channels were used? Political ones? Wait, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's more to this. Here you have Hillary Clinton, former Secretary of State. She's the other candidate. Is she pulling the strings on an investigation launched on her opponent, her political opponent, Donald Trump? Well, we don't know that yet, uh, but what, what I can tell you, I can tell you what we do know. We do know that longtime associates of Hillary Clinton 
including Sidney Blumenthal and another person named, I think, Corey Shear, uh, were actively giving information to the State Department that was somehow making its way to the FBI. This is from, this is from two people within the State Department who have now publicly come out and said uh, this in, I think, in major news uh, publications. So we know this. Uh, we know this was at least from at least two witnesses uh, who have publicly said this. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to piece all that together. We now know that there was no official intelligence that was used to start this investigation. We know that Sidney Blumenthal and others were pushing information into the State Department. So we're trying to piece all of that together. And that's why we continued to look at the State Department. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's this interview. I, I had a hard time cutting it down to because it's a 10 minute interview. Yeah. And I really had to cut it to, to make it digestible into little nuggets for my audience and for Joe. So it's not just a show of me doing someone else's show. Did you hear what he just said again? It's now the third time he's repeated the fact that there was no official intelligence launched to start the most destructive intelligence, formal intelligence investigation in modern U.S. history against President Trump's team. There was none. None. He now said it again. And what did he say again? Oh, by the way, we already know about established State Department channels. Now, I want you to remember that part. For cuts, I'm going to play from my interview with Felipe Reines or Reigns or whatever. I don't even know what his name is. Me and him don't like each other at all. Not one bit. No. Yes. You were shocked, right? <laughs> yeah. By listening to my interview with him. Yes. Yeah. We really hate each other with a deep, dark passion. I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. I want you to remember that State Department portion. Keep in mind, Nunes, who has seen the the body of documents now, not all, there's still some outstanding, but a significant quantity of a body of documents that started this investigation, the spying operation to the Trump team, is now saying on a televised interview, he's not going to embarrass himself because he knows this stuff is going to come out, that they've seen no official intelligence to date to start an investigation to Trump. A Oh my gosh, a nuclear bomb of a bombshell in and of itself. And then he follows it up by saying, but we have seen information basically laundered through the State Department and political channels. Now, if you keep that in mind, because that is another super destructive bombshell, that the bureaucracy was used to start an official intelligence investigation is horrifying. Now you'll see why Philippe Reines, in my, in my interview on Fox, my debate with him, he freaks out and lies about the existence of State Department channels when I confront him on it. That, I'll, I'll play that cut in a little while. But it'll make a whole lot more sense now why he just lies on Fox. Because if it's... Oh man, I'm, I was stoked about this show today. If it is proven, which I think we're well on the road to doing right now, proven... That this was an investigation started with no official intelligence at all, but officials in the intelligence community started the investigation and hid their involvement in it by laundering the information through political and bureaucratic channels in the State Department. We, we have a, a crisis like we haven't seen in modern times. They are desperate to make this go away. Now does the law now let me just does the lawsuit make sense now? Yeah. 
Why they're distracted. Yeah. Sorry. It's a good call, Joe. I totally forgot. I know. I'm going Sorry. on. Sorry. All right, folks. Uh, I'm going to get back to this. But uh, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Thrive Market. My wife loves this place. The best prices around. We love these guys. Thrive Market. It's a revolutionary online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living, which I love, easy and affordable for everyone. You could shop for thousands of the best-selling non-GMO foods and natural products, always at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. They're not kidding, by the way. Go to the site. You'll be astounded by the prices. Check out the Thrive Market brand products because they are the highest quality ingredients at even more affordable prices than the current premium products carried on the site. I love their apple cider vinegar, the coconut oil. It's really terrific. You can get everything you need, non-GMO foods, snacks, vitamins, supplements, personal care products, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, safe and non-toxic beauty products, kitchen staples, home goods, organic baby foods, kids products, and much, much more. And here's the thing. It's all shipped straight to your door. Filter the catalog by your values and dietary preferences. Paleo, gluten-free, vegan, kosher, ketogenic. Shop for 90-plus values, including non-GMO, sustainably farmed, fair trade, certified, BPA-free, and more in just one click of a button. No more reading labels because Thrive Market does all that homework for you. Here's the thing, folks, too. More than 70% of the Thrive Market catalog can't be found on Amazon. It doesn't make sense that non-organic products cost more than organic natural products. And now for the first time in history... You guys, the shoppers, can easily access wholesome alternatives to conventional products found at traditional supermarkets at the same prices or lower. I love this company. They've saved us a fortune. Keep in mind, folks, Thrive Market's prices are already up to 50% off, and now they're going to give you an extra $60 in free groceries plus free shipping. That's $60 of free organic groceries plus free shipping and a 30-day trial. That is an incredible deal. Here's the website thrivemarket.com slash Bongino, thrivemarket.com slash Bongino, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash Bongino, $60 of free organic groceries, plus free shipping, and a 30-day trial. Keep in mind, again, that Thrive Market's prices are already up to 50% off. This is a really great deal. Go check it out. My wife's addicted to the place. We don't buy stuff anywhere else. All right, folks. Now, getting back to this. Now, the lawsuit. The Democrats knew last week they understood. Well, they understood for a while that this EC, this electronic uh, communication document from the FBI was going to go public and that that document was going to be damning because it was going to show that this whole investigation was started based on nothing, nothing formal. And they were going to have to explain away how, in fact, it started. By listening to those Nunes clips, it's clear as day what he's saying, that the investigation was started through bureaucratic, not official intelligence channels, but using intelligence people. In other words, what we would call the police state, police state tyranny. Isn't that what the Cubans and the North Koreans do? They make bureaucratic appointments in their communist and uh, tyrannical states, and then they use those bureaucrats to uh, to corrupt and, and co-opt uh, law enforcement and intel to go after their political opponents. Explain to me, Libs, how I'm wrong there. Explain to me how that's not police state tactics. They started a spying operation on the Trump team using bureaucrats and politicians. Now, Listen to this debate I had with Philippe Reines. I broke this up into some cuts here because this thing went nuclear this weekend. And I would not let this guy off the hook on two questions. I asked him two things because if you understand these two questions and the meaning of the answers, you understand why I wouldn't let him off the hook. Reines is a Clinton bootlicker. He has his lips surgically attached to the buttocks of the Clinton operation. Surgically. They've been sewed on. He can't remove them. I don't like Reines. Reines doesn't like me and don't care one bit. 
I ask him a question. I will not let him off the hook. Question number one. Why won't the DNC release the servers that they say were hacked by the Russians? Remember, they've said that the Russians hacked the DNC, Democrat National Committee servers. That's the genesis of the whole Russian collusion case. Russians hacked the DNC servers, tried to get the information to the Trump team so that the Trump team could use the emails to make the Clinton team look bad. The whole collusion story falls apart. Forgive me for repeating myself on the last show, but it's important if that's not true. How do you have a collusion conspiracy to release the Clinton and DNC emails if the Russians never hacked the server? How? You, it falls up. The whole story falls apart. They never released the servers. Law enforcement has never seen them. They're hiding them. I hit Rhinus with this question during an interview. I also hit him with the State Department connection for the laundering of intelligence to the FBI. And listen to some of his answers. Play cut one. There's no question that the Russians tried to meddle and attack our uh, election process. That's not my comment. That's the comment of Mike Pompeo, of Nikki Haley, of DNI Coates. This is the accepted outcome, well, the accepted assessment of the uh, intelligence community. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Notice what Philippe did there. He avoided what I said. Yes, the Russians did try to influence the election through Hillary Clinton. We know this. See, these are established. I know okay, he has but a hard she's time dead. She's he's gone now. See, so no, what no. are we doing but, in 2018? So the Russians, no, because we're talking about a lawsuit that your party's filing against the Republicans and Trump for something your candidate did. You see that? You see what he did there? Yeah. I asked, I didn't put my opening question in the interest of time. I hit Felipe Reines with that question. Why won't the DNC turn over the servers? Notice what he does. He doesn't answer the question at all. He goes back to this talking point that the Russians meddled in the election and the intelligence community understands that. Folks, please time out for a second. Yes, granted, you are absolutely correct, Felipe Reines. The Russians have been meddling in our elections for as long as we can remember. They are not our friends. That's not the question I asked him. Notice what he did there. Philippe, why won't the DNC turn over the service? You know, the Russians meddled in our election. The, uh, the Russian intelligence community. I did not let him off the hook. We know for a fact the Russians spoke to Christopher Steele. We know that information made it into a fake dossier used to spy. Why do you run from that? Also, Philippe, answer me this question. Don't duck it because I know how you work. I'm not, answer I'm not me going this question. What, duck it. Where the DNC servers you allege were hacked by the Russians. Why won't they turn those over to the FBI or even to BuzzFeed that's demanding? Okay, answer that. If you're so sure the Russians hacked, why not turn them over? Well, I want to get something clear here, Dan. Are you saying none of this happened? Because that's not what the president of the United States and the CIA and the NSA believe. Right, but but Philippe, we hear you. But go ahead. Why haven't the DNC the servers? It's Why hasn't the DNC turned over the server to BuzzFeed? I I have no no idea. No, or turn them over to authority, the the FBI. FBI. You hear it? You hear the duck again? (laughs) I say to him, why? Why? He can't. He's terrified to answer this question. Because if he answers the question, honestly, well, we can't turn the DNC servers over to the FBI because they weren't hacked by the Russians. Or the hack, or they were hacked by the Russians, but that's not who stole the emails first. In other words, someone else may have stolen those emails. There may have been an inside job, may not. There may have been hacked from the outside, too. Now, I, I get a lot of emails on this. I know, folks, I don't talk about things I can't. I'm not absolutely solid. You have a show, there's liability involved or stuff. That's not what I do here. I was an investigator. I get it. I'm not saying I've seen some of your theories. I, I appreciate them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to in any way discredit you, and you're right to be suspicious.
But for those who email me, you know what I'm talking about. When I'm sure of stuff, I'll put it out there. I'm not, it's not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not discrediting anything you're saying. I'm just saying I can't prove what yet exactly who did it. And until I can, it'd be irresponsible for me to do that on my show. There are people involved here and families. I have to be able to prove stuff. And my sourcing's not been able to do that yet. But this I know. The DNC claims the Russians hacked those servers and has yet to turn them over to law enforcement, which says to me conclusively, with 100% certainty, they're hiding something. And he won't say what it is. He goes, notice I ask him a question. When you're debating liberals, always, always pay attention for this. They answer your question with a question. That's what he did. <laughs> Felipe, why won't they hold up the, uh, why won't they turn over the servers? Dan, are you saying none of this happened? That's, <laughs> rewind the tape. Don't answer my question with a question. All right. This goes on. It gets better. This thing, uh, this was like the most, this is the best interview I've ever done. On, I know self-praise stinks, but I never got off the air feeling better about myself until this interview. Play cut through. The FBI that didn't really go and they couldn't tell we're asking. I don't you know. Can't ask answer Debbie the Wasserman question, Schultz. Fraud. Excuse me. Ask Wendy you Wasserman You know Schultz. it. Okay. No, I know. What I know is, Dan, here's what I know. Please let me talk for a minute. Yeah, you know that, nothing. Let Philippe that talk. The, the Russians are going to try this again. The Chinese are going to try this again. Others are going to try this again. What exactly is our Congress and our government doing to prevent it? Can you name anything? Philippe, you still can't answer the question. Well, Why I mean, Dan, the DNC, if they're so sure the Russians hacked their servers, Dan, do Why you are believe they the Russians the attacked? FBI? Why? Okay. Don't answer my question. Don't counter Dan, it with another. This is hey, Democrat. Tell me when Dan stopped. Oh, okay, all right. Well, Philippe, let me ask you a question. You see what he does again? Folks, if you're ever going to jump into the conservative content or political arena, be prepared for this every time. This is Democrat Technique 101. Never answer a question. Respond with another question. What does he do? He says it again. Are you saying, what are the Russians, what are we doing now against the Russians? Because he, he can't answer the question. The golden egg question why won't the dnc turn over the servers the answer folks is because if the servers show that they were not hacked by the russians this entire thing will fall apart for them that's the whole premise of their story russia hacked the servers gave the information to trump if russia didn't hack the servers how could they have given the information to the trump team joe does that make sense how (laughs) catastrophically bad this will be for them if they turn those servers over? Oh, yeah, sure. Now, I'll get to the lawsuit thing in a second. But you see what he does there, too? Mm, Yeah. The Democrat talking point has been that we're attacking the FBI. We're not. I have done nothing but praise the men and women I work with, and I mean it. This is not some... I don't Listen, I don't need to be... You know, like some kind of, you know, I'm not a puffery guy. Like, oh, let me just uh, say the FBI is wonderful because it sounds good. No, I worked with them. They were great. They were some of the most skilled men and women I ever worked with. When you're in the Secret Service, you work with the FBI all the time on a protection visit. All the time. They were great. Notice how the Democrats' talking point, Adam Schiff's today, is, oh, they're trying to discredit the investigation by attacking the FBI. What does he do? He attacks the FBI, Rhinus. (laughs) He hits the FBI and the Russians. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's in a panic now that I've asked him a question I will not let him skate on. All right, we got one more. Again, I'm sorry to play audio of myself, but it's important because this, Rhinus is deeply, deeply connected to the Clinton operation, surgically attached to it. He understands how destructive to the Democrats and the Clintons this is going to be when people find out that the DNC servers have never been looked at by law enforcement. 
Next, I hit him on the State Department connection, and he and he just he just lies, straight up lies about it. Play cut. So, weren't there Clinton advisors working with Christopher Steele on the dossier? Yes or no? No, no. they were not. He, the no. State Department admitted it. He, no, oh I don't know gosh, what was going on the State Department. Absolutely not. You were a senior advisor been, at the State Department. And I don't much. When we were at the State Department, absolutely not. Okay. Do you hear what he said there? I hit him about the State Department connection. Again, we had to cut out some of that for the sake of time. Mm. And you see what he says? Oh, I don't know what happened at the State Department. But then he goes on. I'm sorry, I cut that part out. It's my fault, Joe. But I, he goes I, he goes on at the end and says, oh, there's... First he says, I don't know what happened at the State Department. But then he goes on and says, there was no State Department connection here. Although Jonathan Weiner at the State Department, folks who was at the State Department, has already written a Washington Post op-ed describing how he passed information from Christopher Steele through State Department channels to the FBI. That, do you understand that's already in the Washington Post? Right? It's just straight up lies. Because their whole story is collapsing. Their whole story's falling apart, folks. The whole thing. The DNC server... They refused to, now that the heat's on, to expose the DNC server to FBI uh, analytics, they're in a panic, or law enforcement analytics, they're in a panic because they need the server to be hacked by the Russians, even if it wasn't, or else the whole story falls apart. Their story about official intelligence on Trump that started this, remember, that has to be true too. The whole story about Russian collusion is this FBI investigation Joe started because intelligence people around the world were so worried. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't intelligence people who were worried. It was politicians and bureaucrats who were worried. The State Department channel is not an intelligence channel. It is a diplomatic channel. Using political appointees with no intelligence training whatsoever, who are not law enforcement, to initiate a law enforcement operation against your uh, political opponents of the guy who appointed you to your position is the very essence of police state tyranny. This is all falling apart. They can't expose the server. The EC exposed that there was no official intelligence at all that opened this thing. Its whole entire story is collapsing on them. Now, quickly in reference to the lawsuit, because this is important, too. Ah, it's so much stuff. I mean, I got like a tomorrow show, too. I don't have to do anything. Um, the lawsuit. The DNC filed a lawsuit on Friday against the Trump team and the Russians for collusion. Yeah. Folks, this is the dumbest political move in human history. Here's the problem here. Because the Democrats typically aren't this stupid, but they were here. Tom, notice, by the way, a lot of elected Democrats, Jackie Spear in mm-hmm. California, elected Democrat representative, you know what I'm talking about? She yep. went out on one of the on the cable news shows, too, and said, folks, this is a really stupid idea. I don't support this. Why would she say that? You rarely see this amount of discord in the Democrat caucus, right. Joe. One thing I've always admired about the Democrats in a, uh, I, don't, I don't mean admire in a qualitative, but I wish we could emulate more, is their ability to think collectively. They're like the Borg. You know, they think like communists, like a commune. Yeah. They think with one mind and the message gets out. Republicans, we're very entrepreneurial. You know, we've got a liberty minded spirit. We don't want to be told what to do. Even some of the groups I'm involved in, it's very hard to get any kind of collective effort out there because guys and ladies just do their own thing. Democrats don't think like that. They have a collective identity of victimhood. 
and they'll act together in unison. It is very rare for the DNC to do something like file this lawsuit last week and immediately for prominent Democrats to come out and say it was a dumb idea. Why? Because, folks, they're between the proverbial rock and the hard place. They have nowhere to go. The EC was going to come out and show there was no intel. The lawsuit is the only way, by the way, this pressure to get the servers out there. They have nothing else to do. The case is falling apart. The only way for the Democrats, by the way, they will, you're hearing it here first. They will drop this lawsuit. You heard it here first. Mark it. 1040 a.m. Eastern time. What's today's date? Monday, April 23rd. There it is. And when will they drop this lawsuit? They will ride this thing out for as long as they can to the midterms to keep pressure on the collusion narrative that's falling apart. We're taking a note of the time here. And then the minute the discovery phase of this starts, where they get to get the hold of the the uh, the uh, the people in that are being sued, Trump team and uh, the Republicans, the minute the discovery phase where they get to take a look at these servers, the Democrats will drop the case. Mark it down, 1041. They will never let the Republicans do this. Now, you may say, what's the rock? What's the hard place? The hard place is, okay, if we file this lawsuit against the Republicans about Russian collusion, you realize at some point we're going to have to turn over the servers or show some evidence that our servers were hacked. People sitting around this table, Joe, are saying what? Mm -hmm. They weren't hacked. What are we going to do? Or that wasn't the hack that led to the emails being exposed, right? So someone else, they well, why are we filing a lawsuit? If we say that, we're going to have to prove that. Here's the rock. So you have the hard place. Here's the rock. The rock is, guys, if we don't, this thing is falling apart here, okay? We're going to have to raise money going into the midterms. All we've been talking about for the last two years is Russian collusion. This is falling apart. There's no collusion. How do we keep the attention on this collusion case to raise money and tell our base we're going to have Trump arrested? We're going to have him in peace. How do we do that if we have no evidence? I got an idea. Let's file this lawsuit. Do you understand they have no good options? You get what I'm saying, Joe? Their options are let their entire basis for being right now, the Russian collusion fake story, fall apart, which would be catastrophic to them before the midterms, which is a no-go. Or option number two, file a lawsuit, pretend there really was Russian collusion, wait till the the discovery phase starts where we'll have to turn over the server, and then we just drop the case. They're just buying time with the lawsuit. Yeah, They're buying time. That is it. They're buying time, brother. They are buying time. Man, this weekend was a huge news week. Wasn't it? Man. Yeah, I'm telling you. I rarely cut that much audio for my show. All right, I got a lot more to get to. So stand, e- stand easy, as used to say in the police department. We were doing, uh, we were out in the mustard deck. All right, finally, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Filter By. Keep in mind, they write these ads themselves. This should show you what kind of a great company they are. Spring cleaning time, and like Trump is cleaning out corrupt officials, you can clean up the air you breathe and make your HVAC system great again. And folks, don't procrastinate. Otherwise, dust, mold, and pollutants will clog up your system. It'll become inefficient and end up costing you a lot of money. Sounds like the federal government. Clean up the system with my friends at FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for your home and small business. I know your house has air filters. I know your small business does. If you're shopping at another company, shop with FilterBuy. These guys are with us, man. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all ship free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. FilterPie offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grades, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and allergy-aggravating pollutants out of the air 
and you'll maximize the efficiency of your system, which will save you money too. You can save more money. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery. That way, you'll never need to think about air filters again. Save money, save time, breathe better with filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com, filterby.com, filterby.com. Okay, um, there was another bombshell report out this weekend. It'll be in the show notes. Please read it today from The Daily Caller talking about Papadopoulos again. Because remember, the story has changed five, six, seven times about how this started. Now we know we've seen the formal document and we know it started with no official intelligence at all. The spying operation against Trump, none. So let's be clear on that. Nunes was crystal clear. He's not going to lie about it. The FBI document has indicated there was no official intelligence at all. So now you may be saying to yourself, well, what about that New York Times story that said the FBI investigation started with this Papadopoulos meeting in London Mm -hmm. With Alexander Downer, an Australian diplomat, where Papadopoulos had disclosed that uh, he had heard about these Hillary Clinton emails that the Russians had. Now, if Nunes is saying in that interview with Maria Bartiromo that no official intelligence was created, then how the hell did the information from that meeting in the bar get back to the United States? Think about what I'm telling you here. You know, can I stop for a second? Um, yeah. I don't mean for editing for you, Joe. I mean for the audience. Uh, Sometimes I say that to Joe and I'm like, can you cut that out? Because there's like a dance (laughs) fight. I mean this for you. I listened to my own show this weekend for like the first time in a long time. Sometimes if Joe does something cool with you, I'll listen to it. But I don't listen to my own show. I just don't have enough time. And plus, I, I listen to it when I hear it live. So I don't need to listen to it. But this weekend, it was a piece of information I had forgotten. So I went back to episode 685, which is a good one. And I have to tell you, I understand your emails now about how complicated this can get. Because even listening to it myself, I was like, wow, this is a really complicated... I get it. I'm glad you did. Yeah, I did. And I'm like, I get it. Like a couple points, I had a back... You know, you have the 15 second reverse Mm -hmm. button on iTunes. Mm -hmm. I skipped back. And folks, I do this because this is the most important scandal of our lifetimes. And if you don't understand how intricate and detailed and involved it was, none of this will make sense. That's why I repeat a lot of this. But this is why I'm stopping here, because I want to make sure you understand this. First part of the show, 30,000 feet, I told you, a guy who has seen just about everything right now about this investigation, Nunes, has now said on the record on a television interview, there was no official intelligence that started. No intelligence, yet they spied on Trump. Now I'm telling you, there's another article that came out this weekend by Chuck Ross, who's done great work over at the Daily Caller, which will be in the show notes, indicating that the Papadopoulos, there's some more information about the Papadopoulos meeting. The Papadopoulos meeting, according to the New York Times, is what started this intelligence investigation into Trump. But if the FBI document presents no formal intelligence channels from the foreign government or foreign government official downer, that started this thing because of his meeting with Papadopoulos, then how did the information get back to the United States? I think the answer clearly is, again, in bureaucratic, not official channels. But let me quote you from this Daily Caller piece because it's fascinating. The Daily Caller is told that Papadopoulos was introduced to Downer through two intermediaries, an Israeli embassy official in London named Christian Cantor, who introduced Papadopoulos, who he previously knew, to Erica Thompson, a counselor to Downer who serves in the Australia's London embassy. This is fascinating, and I, I, I was not aware of this. 
Papadopoulos was front and center in the British press because of comments he made about David Cameron, the UK prime minister at the time. On March 4, 2016, Papadopoulos gave an interview to the London Times calling on Cameron to apologize to Trump over negative comments about the then GOP candidate. Okay. Wow. You may not realize the wow in the wow what I just said yet, but one of the problems we've been having in putting together this book, Denise, Matt, and I, it's been all-encompassing the effort is we've had a really tough time with motive. Why was the United Kingdom and the Australians, Downer and people in the UK, who were passing information somehow to our intelligence community? Again, we don't, it wasn't, clearly wasn't through official channels. Why? Why would they do that? Why create such a severe liability for yourself if you lost? Well, Denise has a theory. I, I, I'm Forgive me. I'm not trying to be coy, but I can't disclose to you yet because it's going to blow your mind when I do. But keep listening because once we're done with it, it's something nobody else is talking about. Denise is onto something and we've been running it to the ground. But again, I, I don't believe in conspiracy theories and tying everything's up in a, in a neat little box. There were other reasons too. Ross here gives a potential motive to go after Papadopoulos and the Trump team outside of the fact that they just didn't like Trump. People with connections to the Clintons, Alexander Downer, who knows the Clintons, he was involved in the transfer of $25 million from the Australian government to the Clinton Foundation. Downer knows the Clintons. Mm -hmm. Downer sees Papadopoulos' comments in the newspaper hitting David Cameron from the United Kingdom. Obviously, Cameron's people are probably upset. Downer's people are probably upset. They sense an opportunity. They then meet with Papadopoulos, who made these comments in a London bar, and all of a sudden, a counterintelligence investigation opens with Papadopoulos at the center of it. Motive matters. It's not dispositive in anything, but it does matter. It always matters in a criminal case. And is this going to be a criminal case later on? Probably not against Downer or any of them, obviously, but... I believe in some people uh, in the IC community when they find out that this was started with no formal intelligence at all. This is really, really critical and important stuff. But wait till you hear about our other motive. We'll get. I'm not trying to tease you. I just don't want to put it out there because it's it's so controversial that I think you're going to be like, okay, now pieces are starting to come together. I got to tell you, that was a good tease, though. No, it is, Joe. (laughs) When Denise called me about it, was a good one. I was like, holy. Crikey's, how did I miss that? How did I? Because I, again, I've seen almost every piece of information in this thing I could get my mitts on, and she dug this thing out of nowhere, and uh, it's mind blowing. So, we're working on it. Hey, um, all right, I, I, I do want to get to a couple more things, though. Uh, one quick note. So Yeti Cooler is extremely disappointed. I don't know if you own a Yeti Cooler, but uh, they severed some ties with the NRA Foundation due to political pressure. So, you know, you know what to do. I'm done with yeah. Yeti Coolers. But I got a heads up this morning about a cool company that I, I didn't pay. I, just, I have no financial relationship with them whatsoever. They're welcome to be a sponsor. They're not, though. Um, 
not putting any pressure on them or anything. I'm just saying there's RTIC coolers. So big shout out to them. They apparently support the Second Amendment, unlike Yeti coolers. So, uh, yeah, I'm done with you guys at Yeti. So uh, you lost a potential customer there. And, you know, we use a lot of coolers in Florida. But uh, mm-hmm. really, what suckers? Um, another story I saw, which will be in the show notes today, which is really, really good, Joe. Um Really good because it's bad, and it describes the culture war going on against all of us. Uh, Folks, let's stop pretending that liberals are good guys, that they're just misguided. They're not. They're liberal police state tyrants. That's it. They spy on people. They attack people with Antifa. They call for cops to be hurt with Black Lives Matter. They're anti-free speech advocates, anti-civil liberties advocates. Uh, these These are not good people, okay? Um, now, there are Democrats who are good people. Radical mm-hmm. liberals are dogs. Um, they've always been dogs, and they are they will fight and destroy the Constitutional Republic. They're a forest fire that burns down every single thing they touch. Remember, as I've told you often, this is your fight. Your fight is against bad people. Know that. That fight defines you. Wake up every day knowing you are on the right side of history, that this is the essence of your character being built through the suffering you've taken on by fighting and combating these goons every day of your life. So what happened this weekend? Candace Owens, who's a friend of mine, she works at Turning Point USA over there with Charlie Kirk. Candace Owens was brutally attacked on Twitter because she basically called out, she happens to be a black female who has some conservative leanings, not not all, but some. Brutally attacked because she just happened to say and speak out against victim culture at a conference at a California college. And Kanye West, the rapper who has a lot of cultural influence, said, hey, I like how Candace Owen thinks. Oh, my gosh. The liberal boycott brigade (laughs) came out in full for attacking Kanye West, attacking Candace Owens. And by the way, it backfired because Owens got like 70,000 new Twitter followers to enhance her message. So nice job, you goofy liberal goons. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Flava. Shania Twain, country singer. Comes out and says, hey, I would have voted for Donald Trump. She doesn't say she supports everything he does. She just says, I would have voted for Donald Trump in an interview. Again, the liberal boycott brigade. Shania Twain then apologizes. Weak, weak, weak. I hate weakness. It's pathetic. Now, as I tweeted to Shania Twain, now you've alienated everyone. Because the liberals will hate you no matter what. Because that's what they do. They hate themselves. Mm -hmm. But now you've alienated conservative Americans, too, who see you as weak and pathetic. I have the articles up in the show notes. Take a look at them today. But folks, this is the fight. This is it. The liberal boycott brigade is using brigade is using social media to attack and dismantle American institutions everywhere. If you dare speak out, they will attack relentlessly. But this is the fight. One more thing. They are using lawfare. Uh, sorry, I just want to get this in before I go. They are using lawfare, the liberals, in other words, the use of the legal system and process to attack the Trump team by filing multiple lawsuits in an effort to bog them down. The Trump team is talking about a counter lawsuit on this server case where they're suing the DNC is uh, suing the Republicans and the Trump team for collusion. The Trump team is talking about a counter lawsuit to get a hold of those servers. Folks, this is the way to fight back. They want to uh, you know, hit, use the legal system to sue. We use the legal system to sue right back. And then we start talking discovery. We get people up on the stand. I just wanted to mention that because if anyone's listening, that's the way to counter this thing. All right, folks, I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Please join my email list at Bongino.com. Check out the show notes today. I also have a great piece from Matt Palumbo I didn't get to about the myth that people who live in uh, countries that have socialized medicine live longer. That's a myth. 
It's a total myth. So read that in my debunk this section. It's also at the show notes today if you're on my email list. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.